0: Fires downfield. It's caught and into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa!
1: Touchdown, Iowa!
0: Play fake. Bethard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for
1: Smith.
0: It's caught. Smith. Touchdown, 85 yards. Spot. The kick is on the way. It's gone. It's gone. Iowa wins. 14. All All right. Welcome in everybody to another episode this week. We've got the mix today, and we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, the recap of the NFL playoffs and as well as the national championship and everything that's going on in the college basketball world right now. A lot going on, getting into league play and whatnot. We are still uh, dealing with some hopping back and forth between Iowa City and Lance. It's been a little difficult, but once we get back into school, we're looking to get things back on track, but dealing with it for now.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about before we started, I mean, it feels like it's been about two months since I've been like settled down somewhere but you know it is what it is that is that is the uh the bounce back life i guess so you know it is what it is but yeah i'd have to agree
0: and so yeah for for this week anyway we're going to plan on getting this recap up at least today maybe tonight thursday if we can get this done here an efficient time should be able to but get this up thursday and then depending on tomorrow when the college basketball lines come out we are going to try to record triangle sharps tomorrow and then we'll get that out either Friday night or Saturday morning before all of the games and whatnot commence. That's kind of the plan for this week. We are certainly going to be talking a little Iowa basketball. They've only had one game since we have last played or last chatted, at least. And Michigan State obviously getting canceled, so not a whole lot to talk about there this week. Uh, look to get back on track there with Hawksview next week. That being said, let's get right into the NFL playoffs, slants and we'll start with the, the Bills Colts first game last weekend, and a game that was certainly a grinded out victory.
1: Yeah, I mean, this game, uh, the Saturday wild card game, is you know generally pretty boring. This is a, I mean, a pretty good game. Um, I think this is kind of how I saw it going when uh, we talked about it. I did end up taking the Bills. Um, but I I knew that the the Colts were going to try to take it out of Josh Allen's hands, and I think they did you know a pretty good job. I mean they won the time possession battle, but you know the story in this game is obviously just Josh Allen. I mean that dude is that dude's incredible.
0: Yeah, and I think a, a lot speaking speaking to the Bills is you know credit to their defense, been keeping them in games. You know hold hold the Colts to a relatively low scoring game. They had that one drive to bring it back in within like three points there in the fourth quarter. I think it was a uh, so it was a Nine, was a 10, 11 point lead. And then they went for two, got that. And uh, I mean, yeah, the Bills Colts been relatively good game. And I think that the Bills defense is going to have to really step up in the postseason, especially if they're going to, you know, storyline is, you know, Bills Chiefs type of thing right now, at least in the AFC. And I think that's a lot of the questions people are asking right now is if the Bills are going to be able to handle the Chiefs Chiefs here in come a few weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're the Bills, I don't think you can really look look uh, past the the Ravens. I mean, you look at what the Colts did and that offense. You know, I know the Ravens' offense has been kind of up and down next week or looking ahead to next week, I guess. But uh, the Ravens' offense has been kind of up and down. But you know, the Colts were able to run the ball effectively. I mean, they had five and five and a half yards to carry almost, and you know they really kept it out of Josh Allen's hands. So now you got to think that Ravens' rushing attack, which is you know, I think best in the NFL this year, is you know are they just going to be able to keep it away from, from Allen the whole game and, you know, kind of have a grinded out um, scoring affair, but no. Um, the Colts just need, they, they need a new quarterback. I mean, Phillip Rivers, we've been talking about it all year. He's been, you know, he's old, you know, he's probably mid forties now, I would assume. I don't know his exact age, but you know, it, it's hard to win with a, with a quarterback that, you know, doesn't have, you know, rocket arm. And especially in the NFL these days, isn't, you know, it just, it's sad to see kind of a career end. I would assume that's kind of, that's kind of it for Philip Rivers, but you know, I guess you never really know, but yeah, I mean the bills, uh, listen, you got to get through the Ravens first, but I think they definitely have the best chance to to beat the Chiefs in the, uh, in the AFC this year.
0: Yeah. I, and that's what I was kind of alluding to. Yeah. I, I've certainly been trending on the uh, Ravens and I'm sure we're going to get them here in a little bit, but yeah, definitely a lot of the questions is who's going to be able to handle the Chiefs, and I think the Bills definitely had the best chance at doing that. And, you know, the Bills had a little bit of a slow start coming out. I mean, it was a, you know, close game like it was. I believe they had a three-point, four-point lead at half and then kind of came out, asserted themselves a little bit in the, the second half, got that got that lead and was able to to pull it off. But I'm excited to see what what's going to, you know, eventually go down in the AFC. And like you said, yeah, the quarterback situation for the Colts is definitely – up for question whether Phillip's going to retire. It's kind of looking that way. And, you know, whether it be you know, Deshaun Watson, I mean, there's a laundry list of teams that he could go to, you know, next year, plenty of, uh, of options for him. That could certainly be one of them.
1: Yeah. And I guess, uh, I guess kind of my last, or uh, kind of going off your, your Philip Rivers play, is there any other way that his career would end other than, you know, getting the ball with two minutes down three with the field to go and, you know, I mean that's just it's just picture perfect how that game ended for for Philip Rivers. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Wouldn't have it any <laughs> no, other way. Two thirty with the ball, the field to go. You know he's gonna fucking drop back and start for the F bomb, but he's gonna drop back and just just sling that thing. And you know, I mean uh, that fumble I guess was uh, pretty close. I expected him to throw a pick. I had the Bills uh, to score a defensive touchdown. I didn't get home, but I I really really felt confident about that he's gonna throw a pick six on that final drive. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't have been
0: – I mean, that's that's Phillip Rivers for you. I mean, I would have loved to see <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, it's too bad, too bad. But happy for the Bills, you know, obviously breaking their, their, their playoff – their first playoff win in 25 years or what something like that, I believe it yeah, was. Yeah, I
1: mean, 20-plus.
0: So, yeah, I mean, good for the Bills. Bills mafia, if you will. Excited for everybody. I mean, like I think we were talking about this this weekend too and as we were watching the games together a little bit too – it, you know, we kind of got robbed of, like, a full, you know, Bills stadium. It just would have been, like, electric mm-hmm. to see, you know, getting their, their first playoff win and you know, however many years it's been.
1: Yeah, I actually tweeted that, too. It's just, like, it's just, uh, I mean, it's just, you really hate to see it. it. It really does suck because, you know, that city, you know, it means so much to them. You know, you see, I've seen Instagram, you know, from the Bills Mafia thing, and, you know, they're obviously going crazy still, but, you know, to see that in front of a packed stadium would have been, you know, that's a once in – like we said, you know, twenty-year opportunity that has just kind of been, you know, robbed of uh, Buffalo, and you know, I'm obviously, I'm sure the city is very happy still, but I think it obviously would have been completely different if it was a it was a packed stadium. Yeah, definitely.
0: I don't know, nothing left really for that game, and I kind of wanted to move into the the Ram Seahawks here in the afternoon game on Saturday of what. Well, was... I got
1: one more thing for that game. Yeah. Um, former Hawk Micah Hyde played incredible played incredible whole game really showed out in the playoffs Good a, for, him. You know, been for him. him Been a leader for him
0: Been a leader yeah. for the bills really however many years he's been there now
1: yeah you know absolutely just kind of a you know a guy coming out of college which I don't want to get too much into the Iowa stuff obviously but you know one of those uh, D-backs that kind of split in the draft and you know has really uh, turned into a pro you know a pro a starting a starting safety in the uh, in the NFL and you know, I mean he played he played magnificent in that game. I mean you could see him, he was everywhere. So even on Congrats that to him, I guess.
0: Yep. Yep. Even on the, the last play, I believe. I believe he was the one that kinda like knocked it out on the heave.
1: Yeah, I believe he was. So good. to see. to him, I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Playing playing well, been a respected safety in the in the league for a few years now. So love to see it for our Hawks. But yeah, the Ramsey Hawks hopping into this one. The Ramsey's been showing out, getting into the playoff playoff football, if you will. Goff coming back in, a lot of storylines in this game. He, like, dressed and then didn't start. We didn't really know what was going on. A lot of of storylines, especially even with, you know, the DK getting the clamps by Jalen Ramsey as well this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was really uh, obviously excited for that matchup. And, you know, I mean, the Rams' defense, man, they were – I mean, they were flying around. They were making plays, as you would expect from that number one defense. But uh, going back to that Goff thing, so – how can you dress but not play like that's your that's your you're a franchise quarterback like this is the playoffs. like and he obviously uh I was talking to this with uh one of our buddies actually I think and it's like dude if you're if you're healthy enough to play which clearly he was I mean I he obviously wasn't 100 percent but if you're healthy enough to go out there and play in an emergency situation then I think you got to be out there no matter what right like you know, I would certainly think so.
0: I would certainly think so. It looked like, I mean, he was definitely hurting. I mean, the thumb, I mean, it can't be easy. I'm definitely not going to take that away from him. But I, I definitely think in an emergency situation in the playoffs, like, you're definitely you're definitely playing
1: this game. If you can go, like, you can go. I mean, I know, obviously it wasn't 100%. You can definitely see that. But, I mean, you got to, like, you got to have some balls, right? Like, you got to. Sure. You got to go out there and, and, and play. I mean, it's the playoffs. I mean, this is win or go home. Can we talk and, about the division rival?
0: Can we talk about Jerry Goff almost completing more passes than Russell Wilson on Saturday?
1: I mean, um, I actually have some uh, some, some Russell Wilson slander right now. So, since the 2014 playoffs. So, that would have been his second they, year in the league?
0: Something along those lines? Uh,
1: yeah. Some, was something. he drafted
0: in, like 12? That sticks out yeah, my head for maybe whatever a, reason.
1: Maybe, a, maybe eleven, maybe twelve or eleven. But anyway, so after you know they got to that Super Bowl, obviously they had won the year before that. So you know, kind of taking that out. But since that game, they're three and six in the playoffs, and they have yet to win a game outside of the wild card, and they've lost three wild card games, I think. So you know, listen, if you take out Russ's Super Bowl and you just look at it from 2014 on, and honestly, I think that's pretty fair to do when you look at that defense that he had in 2013, you know, with the Legion of Boom, and even in 2014, and even a little bit later, you know, that defense was the best in football maybe ever. I mean, that defense was absolutely incredible. And so ever since they've lost that defense, you know, Russ and the Seahawks, I mean, they haven't really done anything. They haven't really been good in the playoffs. You know, there's just, I don't know that I'm, I'm completely concerned about that, to be honest with you. But, you know, you got to – it's definitely something to monitor as, you know, Russ's career continues to to move on.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. And in terms of, like, the other, you know, the other big stories of this game, you know, we obviously talked about Jalen Ramsey, and I think that this Rams secondary is a big, 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 uh, you know, obviously asset for them moving forward in the NFC and obviously playing the, the uh, Packers this week. I think that's something to watch this week. I think the, the Rams secondary played extremely well. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey, we talk about it all the time, but I, I think it's just going to be an interesting matchup this week with, you know, Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, high-powered offense and a and a really good secondary at that, one that likes, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers loves to sling it around, and I'm just really excited to watch this game this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, I we talked about this game kind of being a, a slugfest, which you know, the scoreboard doesn't really say it was, but it, it really did, you know, feel like it, I guess. It felt like, you know, it was kind of an ugly game, to say the least. Um, But, you know, you got to give credit to that Rams defense. Like, you talked about the secondary, and, I mean, Aaron Donald, man. I mean, I think he, he had three hits or two sacks. Two sacks and three hits on, like, one drive. And, you know, I mean, you can't stop that, dude. I mean, you just can't. So... Definitely something to monitor. I mean, I think the Rams are, are very much a live dog next week against the Packers. You know, um, uh, if they can figure out that offense, which at points in this year has really, really clicked and you know, you kinda of hope Goff is is healthy. He's uh they announced that he's gonna be the starter. So, you know, it's obviously the playoff thing seems to be anybody, but that Rams defense, man, they, they are they are legit, that is for sure.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree and you know, a point, you know, I was just I was listening to you there. For a second as well. I think Bacciardi's out this week. So that could be something to monitor as well, especially with the Rams D line. I mean Ray Floyd as well. Been having a good year. I mean we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, definitely a live dog I think as well. So any any last any last notes here? I kinda ripped through mine, if you will.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean I guess I mean rough. I mean that's just kind of my takeaway from this game is you know eleven for twenty seven, hundred and seventy four yards and and a pick is that's not what you want in a in a home playoff game against a divisional rival from your uh, franchise quarterback.
0: Yep, yep, couldn't agree. I actually got one more, one last thing as well. I I just felt like Tyler Lockett was not like necessarily like like a non factor, but I just feel like that man is so small. Like just he definitely wa- is. like just watching him, <laughs> like I just feel like it's just like especially the last few drives that they were like trying to get him the ball, like it's just like it's got to be incredibly difficult. Like credit to him for you know the success he's had, you know, and whatnot. But, I mean, that dude is small. It's
1: just Yeah, I mean, you know, talking about the success he's had, I mean, he's kind of been either boom or bust for, you know, the majority of this year. And, you know, this game was obviously, you know, a bust. I mean, 4 for 43 isn't, I mean, terrible. But, you know, you really expect more, especially when you, you have Ramsey on DK and you kind of expect uh, your your number two there to, you know, step up. And we didn't really see that. So, yeah. Definitely agree. Definitely agree.
0: So let's get into your Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the footballers and Tom and the boys. They're playing some good football right now, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, like we talked about, um, we watched the team at at the bar or whatever. And as soon as I uh, found out Heineke was getting a nod, I, I definitely, uh, it didn't, it didn't help my confidence. Let's just say that, um, you know, I knew he was a little bit more of a mobile option. I don't know if we talked about that in the podcast last week. I think we did, but, um, you know, he was definitely more of a mobile option. You know, I kept watching that game and thinking, you know, you send six or seven at, at Alex Smith and, you know, you know, credit to him for, for battling back from, you know, a, obviously a catastrophic injury. But, you know, you send six or seven at Alex Smith, it's you're going to get home and, and he's not going to get away. And, you know, uh, that Heineke, obviously, you know, that incredible run, he played, I mean, magnificent for, for a second for a second start in his NFL career in a playoff game against, you know, a relatively stingy defense. And, you know, he just kind of got out dueled by you know, the greatest quarterback of all time. So I mean, there's not really, there's not really much you can do for him. I mean, I'm happy with how the Bucks played. I, I thought the offense was uh, solid, you know, they, they answered basically every drive when they needed to. So, you know, there's not really, uh, there's not really much more that to say about uh, the football other than, you know, they were happy to be there. And Heineke came in and played you know great.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, throwing for three hundred yards, you know, coming in and throwing for a touchdown, running for one, and uh, one pick was all. I mean, not, certainly not terrible by any means.
1: No, I mean, and the, and I mean that run is that run will just live in. I thought that was it. I really did when they cut it to two on that run and they had the two point going. Out, I was like, oh my god, it's happening again. I've seen this movie a million times. The backup quarterback comes in, he just makes all kinds of plays. And then, you know, the Bucks find a way to lose the game late. And, you know, they answered well, which I, I think has been kind of the common theme for them as of the last couple of weeks is, you know, when the games have been getting close, that's really been what I've been waiting for all year. I know we've, I've alluded to it earlier in the year for sure is, you know, put teams away. And I think that they've done, you know, a, a, an excellent job of that in, you know, the last month and a half. Is just when they need an answer, they get it, they put the drive together, they well and i think that's
0: the brady effect honestly yeah i definitely agree um a few things yeah just like you said yeah closing out games for the bucks is obviously big in the playoffs coming back in the fourth quarter there with a field goal and then a touchdown drive after that obviously huge extending lead to 12 was was big and then they drew it back to to five obviously the the field goal to go back up up eight was huge and just kind of sealing off a, a victory there on the road that is
1: yeah and i mean um I know it's it's the Washington football team. It's probably one of the worst playoff teams. I don't know the last time a 7-9 and nine team made the playoffs, honestly. I, I, don't, I don't have the stats for me, but I know it's been a while. And um, I was talking just about with my dad, actually, is how much I would just appreciate just, like, you know, the Bears winning, like, just all the underdogs. And, you know, we can get that narrative going, that Brady had an easy draw and just kind of walked to the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's not what's going to happen now. But, you know, that's what I was definitely hoping for. And, um, you know, we just they just took care of business. They did all they could do a win to win. It didn't really, you know, it wasn't obviously the prettiest win, but the offense was, you know, solid and and they and they did a good job. So,
0: one last thing I kind of wanted to mention as well, other than obviously big game out of Mike Evans, but we were kind of talking about well, as we were watching the game too. I mean, Leonard was just getting in, involved in the passing game a little bit out of the backfield.
1: Like where is that? And been? you know, that's that's what I've been waiting for. Well, he hasn't been able to catch the damn ball all year. Um, like, that's what I've been waiting for. Like when he gets signed on, that's what the number one thing was for me is that, okay, so now he's going to be able to, now we have a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, that fits Brady perfectly. We have all these weapons. We have Rojo, obviously, you know, taking a big step forward this year, but you know, I was really excited about Leonard Fournette's ability to catch them all out of the backfield and, you know, coming off a, I think he caught like 81 passes last year or something like that. And, you know it just he just hasn't been able to catch the ball this year and i I'm glad to see that's kind of you know hopefully starting to click and uh Brady's been talking about that too is just executing you know it's it we have the talent obviously on the roster you just got to execute with it and, and you know dropping balls and you know things like that are, aren't doing us any help but you know it was good to see that that part of the offense kind of come to fruition finally you know I mean I guess they only caught four passes but you know that's that's basically a season high is if I can remember correctly. I mean, I'm sure he's had more than that in at least one game, but you know, to see that part of the offense kind of, it's just all clicking. It's all clicking right now. I mean, 93 and, uh, yards
0: on the ground too. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, he had a certainly great not game. Terrible. Um, and then now you get Rojo back, you, you get, uh you get Devin White back on the defensive side of the ball. And, and you know, now we've got to go play the Saints. It's hard to beat the team three times in one year. I'm sure we'll talk about that on Sharp tomorrow, but, you know it, it's exciting times it's exciting times to be a Bucs fan and then um sorry I'm kind of I'm going off right now but um, <laughs> right. um going off on your Mike Evans thing I mean the guts on that guy to to play to not only play in this game but to play at the level that he did in this game is just incredible um he said actually in the in his interview that he was getting a lot of treatment from T V from the TB12 clinic or whatever I mean that's just that's just a difference maker man it's, it's to, crazy. I mean, I knew he obviously wasn't going to miss this game, but to come in and play the way that he did was was awesome to see.
0: Well, we were talking about it even in the beginning of this year in terms of like you know getting the ball, you know, and whatnot. I, we don't, we didn't really think Mike Evans gave a shit about that. Like, Mike Evans is just here to like grind it out, win. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think he's just been ready and waiting for that, and like, this is just what he's been he's been really asking for for however many years now.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we definitely talked about that when, you know, AB signed on that we were all worried about the touches and Evan Penn had, he had two catches in three weeks or something like that. And I, I mean, he just, he, I think he just really wants to win. And I, I don't know him. I never obviously talked to him or anything, but I just get the vibe that that's what he wants is that this is what he's wanted, you know, his whole career is just, just to win. And so, you know, to get that opportunity, no matter how many touches he's getting and, you know, dealing with injuries all year and, just, just the guts on that guy, man. You know, it's uh, it's it, it's really, really special for a Bucks fan to have a guy like that that you can look to as like, he's a warrior. He's gonna go out every week and he's gonna he's gonna give you a hundred percent and he's really, really gonna you know, he's gonna put it all on the line to get a win. And that's that's obviously just you know invaluable on a team like this.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Any last comments on your Bucks before we move into the Sunday games?
1: Um, I, I don't think so, man. I think that
0: that should about cover it. It's kinda of weird too. I it's weird with like timing. I'm trying to like like make sure I'm like transitioning all right, but like over the phone <laughs> it's just a little bit difficult. Like I feel like when we were together it was just always so much easier to do. It was just just an odd feeling. It's just It, it
1: definitely is easier, but yeah. Whatever.
0: So let's hop into the Ravens Titans in a game that was all uh, as well a grinded out playoff victory and Lamar Jackson's first at that and a Ravens defense that's Keeping them in games, you know, winning them, winning them games, you know, ramping it up at the right time, if you will, and Lamar getting it going on in the running game this weekend was obviously
1: huge. I mean, that run, that fifty or whatever yard touchdown run that he had was just an incredible burst of speed from a quarterback. And I know that it's Lamar Jackson, obviously, and he's been doing it for for three or four years or three years now. But I mean, it just it's just incredible to me every time I see it. Like he just ran faster than everybody on that on that touchdown run and and that was you know really the decision maker I mean that was by far the biggest play of the game and you know credit to him for uh for for going out there and you know just doing his thing just running the ball I mean they didn't throw the ball particularly well but they don't really uh you know need to I guess you know when you have the best rushing attack in the NFL and and it's working then you know why why stray away from it
0: well I think that was important too in terms of like just and the way this game went, you know, the long drives, holding the ball was definitely important. Like you said, the big run was obviously huge. I mean, he's still Lamar Jackson. Like we're talking about the reigning MVP right here. I mean, he's he's just been obviously huge, getting it going at the right times. And I think that that touchdown was obviously big, going into half and, and tying up the game. And then obviously being able to to close it out there in the second half was was huge. And I think that this is definitely yeah, like we were talking about earlier. I was even saying, that I think I, I'd have to rewind the tape on last week, but I I didn't hate where, like, Baltimore was going to be at if they were able to pull off pull off this game, start to look better for them. They'd been putting up some points late in the season, and I don't know. I, I think that this Baltimore team definitely won't be a layover.
1: No, and I, I mean, we, I kind of alluded to that, um, you know, with the Bills game, and, you know, obviously the Ravens just absolutely just, I mean – Shut down Derrick Henry. I mean, forty yards, two point two yards a carry. I mean, that that's that's a pretty impressive feat to shut down a two thousand yard rusher, you know, in the playoffs and hold him below you know fifty is is you know just superb. Um, on the back end, you know, I don't think they're as good on the back end as they are on on the front. You know, obviously they got Marcus Peters and you know Humphrey back there, but you know they're going to have their hands full with the Bills. But, you know, credit to that rush, that run defense, just just shutting down Derrick Henry.
0: And spare me for not knowing this name, but we had talked about it last week too. They had got somebody to return on the defensive line. And when he was in this year, he was like, you know, in and out of being heard. I You're going to have to help me here.
1: Oh, um, oh, Clay Campbell.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think that's been huge for them coming down the stretch of the year and and whatnot and obviously like you were talking about shutting down Derrick Henry was was massive in this game and you know the Titans team that we had talked about for a majority of the year being frauds and waiting for them to kind of crumble and here we go
1: yeah I mean I would have loved for them uh to uh get under their win total because I did have that but you know <laughs> um you know we did kind of see that is you know Tannehill he played a great you know year all year but you know, that that Ravens defense, you know, they had him lost, they had that whole offense lost and you know, just you really just credit the Ravens, man. I mean uh the Lamar uh the Lamar playoff, you know, the monkeys off his back there. So this is definitely a team that can get hot. You know, you remember at the end of last year, they were you know, they looked like world beaters. I mean, they were talking about them beating the Chiefs. I mean, that run game was just obviously incredible and you know, like you said, they're getting hot at the right time, so you never, you never know.
0: You really never know. All right, so time for some some Bears Saints talk, and uh, I mean the Bears just they can't move the ball, man. They cannot move the ball, and it was just a struggle to watch here in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean this one was uh, this one was bad. Um, I guess the the story of this game for me, at least, is you know that drop trick play touchdown. You know they catch that seven you know, seven then you you don't really know what's going to happen after that but I mean you obviously would have uh you would have loved to see that that uh that play come through and I think that's a huge momentum swinging play you know to kind of answer the score and you know tie it up for your defense but you know I mean I feel like in this game Mitch played all right um for the most part and you know the they offense is they they just couldn't run the ball. They, they, it wasn't the same Bears offense that we've seen against, you know, lesser opponents in the week coming in.
0: Well, I think you have to give credit to, well, both defenses in this game, really, I think. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously the Bears defense has been playing really well. And it's just, you know, like we talked about the last few years here, it's just tough to watch when you have such a good defense and aren't able to put up points. And, I think for the Saints' defense as well, they've been gearing up as of late this, this year, you know, the back half of the season as well, and I think that they're starting to play some really good football as well heading into the playoffs, and I think it's going to be a testament, especially if they're able to get through the Bucks next week. I think it's going to pay big dividends for them in the uh, NFC Championship if they're able to do so.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that defense is, you know, not really something that gets uh... – I guess not really uh, talk about it. at least I, I don't really think of the Saints as you know that that stingy defense but you know they are they are very very good defensively and I know that it's kind of the Bears offense so it's, I don't want to say a layup but but it is and that Saints defense is you know they're legit and especially you know with Breeze's issues with his arm this year and you know they've had injuries all over the place and that defense is kind of uh, it's kind of a carry them, you know, for the most part this year. And, and you know, obviously their offense can can do can score enough to keep them uh, in games, but you know, that defense is is, is legit and it definitely has me worry as a Bucks
0: Yeah, certainly. And I think too, I mean, when you when you were talking mentioning the offense there a little bit, I mean Michael Thomas being there and being back catching the first touchdown and whatnot, I mean, he's still Michael Thomas. I mean, man's a stud.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got me a little worried for, for next week. Uh, he hasn't really been, you know, great against the Bucks historically, especially as you know that defense has started to improve. But like you said, I mean, I mean, he's Michael Thomas, so you know, <laughs> it's always a uh, he's always a threat. I would say.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm curious to see. I mean, the NFC South matchup next week. I mean, should be a hell of a game at that. You know, they're all the storylines of Brady and Breeze and the most experienced at the quarterback position and the history of of the NFL and whatnot. I mean, it's. I think it's just going to be a, a game to go down for the record books, in my opinion.
1: I really hope so, man. I really, really hope so. <laughs> I really hope we don't get our doors blown off like we did last time at the Saints, but, you know, we'll have to see. All
0: right, so getting into the last game here of the weekend and the Browns upsetting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers losing... What is it? So it would be five of the last six, including the playoff? Yeah. Including the playoff I loss? I mean, what an absolute, like, crumbling. And, I mean, the way that the Browns got out ahead in this game was just unreal. Obviously, Big Ben throwing four picks doesn't help whatsoever. They threw it 68 times in this game, which is just insane to me. But, I mean, this Browns team, they – I mean, that offense is, like, clicking, man.
1: Yeah, and I mean – um, I guess um, in this one, you know, I had the Steelers, and, you know, from that first snap where, you know, he snapped it over Big Ben's head and, you know, kind of landed on it in the end zone. It was like, oh, so so that's how this game's going to go. And I mean, so we saw this last week with Dabo putting Ohio State at 11th. We saw it this week with Juju saying in the same old Browns, you know, doing his, doing his TikTok dances. And, and, you know, obviously all the Steelers were, you know, kind of talking – Corvette. Corvette. Yeah, and first of all, the the Browns locker room after them dancing the TikTok songs is one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. But like, what are you doing? Like, just shut up and play the game. Like, stop giving other teams bulletin board material. It. I, I've literally seen this movie a thousand times. Stop giving other teams bulletin board material. Stop making them feel disrespected, and just go out there and play the game. And you know, obviously Juju played good, but. You know, I don't know if you've listened to the to the NFL mic'd up wild card weekend or whatever, but like half of it was just the Browns players yelling, same old Browns, same old Browns. It's like, stop giving DC's Baltimore material. Just play the game. It drives me crazy, but.
0: Yeah, I mean, just credit to the Browns. They've just been putting up a million points as of late. I mean, obviously the, yeah, the fumble recovery there to start off the game was, was massive. And then yeah, just getting out to a twenty eight to nothing lead. I mean, it's gonna be hard to beat teams when you're when you're starting in a twenty eight to nothing hole and I mean it's kinda of weird also just side comment as I'm thinking about it here, but watching Cody Parkey kick field goals in the playoffs, uh it's just bad taste. I don't know
1: how he has a job, man. I really don't understand <laughs> how he has a job. I, I it blows my mind how he has a job still, but I mean I guess he didn't miss a kick, but you know, he hasn't been great this year, I don't think and you know, obviously the the, the Bears double going going back to that, but it just blows my mind that he saw the job.
0: A few other comments in this one though too. I mean, obviously like like I mentioned earlier, I mean, Cleveland not turning the ball over a single time, and Pittsburgh having obviously f- four picks and I don't know if it was a fumble or whatnot, a fifth turnover in there as well. Playing clean has the the Cleveland Browns and obviously big in the playoffs, man. I mean. Credit to them pulling off a six-point upset or whatever it was closing, but I mean, it was just I was I was just more happy for the Browns than anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, kind of going back to to the Bills thing, like we talked about that is kind of uh, tough that it wasn't in front of you know a packed stadium. I mean, obviously it's on the road at the Steelers, but I would have loved to see the Browns celebration after that game in front of all the Steelers home fans. I mean, that would have been just a movie material. I mean, obviously you obviously got Baker Mayfield. He's kind of he's kind of been maturing, but you know, coming off that win in front of the in front of, in front of a road crowd, you know, who knows what that guy's going to do. So, so, I feel like we got robbed in this one too of having fans, but you know, I just want to it do.
0: It's interesting to see too. I don't think like their offensive coordinator, the Pittsburgh Steelers that is, the offensive coordinator isn't getting resigned and neither is like the O-line coach or whatever after a, you know, obviously a 12 and 4 season, 12 and 5 now it's just kind of interesting. I mean, after the 11 and 0 start that they had, it's just crazy. Crazy to watch them just kind of crumble the way they did and lose five the last six,
1: but Yeah, I mean, I think that uh that argument of, you know, the worst 11 and 0 team playoff or the worst 11 and team ever, I think that that argument has been They were definitely the worst 11 and 0 team ever.
0: Yeah, and uh one last thing here, the under which we had discussed as being a lock. In this one soaring a million points over, a million. And uh even me hitting it live after the, the start that it was, uh soared over that number too. So just kinda tough to see there, but it is what it is. I
1: mean I mean if you want to talk about our, our gambling our gambling picks this week, at least mine were just you know, they were miserable this week. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I had the Steelers, mine had the Six, I had the Under, I, had the, I, I don't think I won more than one bet this week, and I think it was the Bills Under. And then, obviously, you know, I had the, the the teaser, actually, some of my teachers cashed. I don't know exactly which ones, but, you know, I got the money back at the end of the week. I, I, got, I went a little wild. I didn't even tweet them all out. So.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that saved me was, I think, not losing a college basketball bet on Saturday. So... Somehow doing that kind of saved the weekend, and then obviously we had Alabama, which we can uh, kind of take this as a segue into the national championship. Actually, hold on, I got one. I
1: got one more thing on this one. Sorry, okay, you're that was good. A great segue too. I totally just ruined a great segue, but <laughs> but um the again, I watched like that mic'd up thing, um, and you know Big Ben at the end, you know, kind of you know get emotional. I mean that was hard to watch. I mean that was tough to watch. You really do. I mean he played his heart out. I know he threw four picks, but, you know, he he broke the NFL record for completions in a game, you know, threw for 500 yards, four touchdowns, and, you know, you hate to see somebody's, you know, career kind of go out like that and just, you know, not – it it was just – it was really tough to watch when Marcus County came up to him and he was, like, you know, tearing up and, you know, I'm sorry, man, I want to do this for you. It, it, it was really, really tough to watch. So, you know, I hope he doesn't go out like that, but, you know, I think it's kind of – Trending in that direction, I would probably say so.
0: Definitely, it's tough to see. I mean, we could see like three, three quarterbacks retire.
1: Possibly. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of we're getting to that point, you know. Of there's been all these guys in the league, you know, making plays. You know, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew generational Brady, quarterbacks. Even, yeah, and and, it's, and they're all kind of coming to an end, which you know obviously paves the way for new guys coming in. But you know, it it is tough to see you know all these careers come to an end. You know. Obviously, Big Ben. It's going to be fine. Yeah. He, quit, no. he had a great career, but, you know, you do hate to see it, you know, end like that.
0: I definitely agree. And i making just kind of like a, an off comment that I was – I think I heard or saw on Twitter or something the other day. It's just kind of – it's going to be interesting to see how, like, these guys get replaced in this this topic too because I think we're seeing, like, a time of, like, especially college athletics the last, like, however many years. I mean, maybe the last decade, I'll give it. Like, these athletes are coming into college, like they're eating right. Like they're, you know, obviously in the gym every day. Like these kids are like coming into college ready to go. Like these guys are not like the typical athletes that we, we saw coming out of college, you know, pre 2010, I definitely have to say like these athletes are something serious and it's going to be interesting to see how like, you know, obviously the, the, the new wave of, of quarterbacks and, you know, obviously plenty of other talent comes into the league. It's just going to be fun to
1: watch. Yeah, I mean it's it's always interesting to see. I, I'm always curious to see, you know, how teams, you know, replace, you know, these guys. And you know, we've obviously, seen, you know, you're, there's always your fair share of busts. You know, you want to talk about Mitch Trubinsky? You want to talk about guys like that that, you know, they'll, they're drafted so early in bust. They'll it's, eventually it's like you never beat their know way, way get. out.
0: You know what I mean? Though,
1: like, yeah,
0: the 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 good quarterbacks will eventually, you know, at some point rise to the top. I.e., Patrick Mahomes and you know, many of the others to come, but, you know, whether it be, you know, this, this class with Lawrence Fields and Zach Wilson, I mean, it's just going to be, I feel like year after year, there's just going to be quarterbacks like this. And I, I don't think it's going to be long before we, we find replacements for, you know, obviously the three that are leaving and, and more
1: to come, if you will. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just very interesting to see how teams, you know, rebuild and, you know, in different spots and all the, the NFL off season is just kind of uh kind of wild sometimes so it's, yep. it's, it's going to be an interesting one for sure I think there's going to be you know two or three quarterbacks that retire this year and you know are kind of done and they've been you know franchise guys so and if, it's, even it's if going to we be, don't get it's all the interesting offseason
0: even if we don't get all three I mean you never know with with Tom moving forward too I mean it's nearing an end as well and it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting in the next few years but Alright, time to move into the national championship I suppose, and, and Alabama absolute trouncing. It was close for about a quarter, if that, if you want to call it close. Um, I'm kind of getting a little hot, maybe, my tone here, but uh, I think it's time for a change.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what, what really you can do, but, you know, Alabama has, you know, obviously by far the best team in college football this year. I I think it was pretty. I don't know. I don't want to say obvious because you know obviously I bet Clemson will win it all. But I mean, it was it was it's been pretty clear that this is it, this is the best team in college this year and you know arguably ever. Uh, I don't think that they they topped LSU last year, and part of the reason why is because LSU beat Alabama and Alabama couldn't beat Alabama. So I think that definitely plays a lot into it. But I mean, just just the trouncing in this game. I mean, they, I mean, this game was, you know, outside of that fumble when Ohio State went and scored and tied the game at 14, you know, after that point, it was, uh, it was basically over.
0: Yeah. And uh, I mean, like you said, arguably the best college football team ever. I mean, three in the top five of the Heisman finalists. I don't think any other team can ever say that. Not even, you know, obviously last year, we were kind of comparing even this weekend, Joe Burrow to Mac Jones a little bit with the stats and whatnot, but just in terms of the talent everywhere on this team, just crazy. The last few years, I mean, I, I guess you could say the only thing about these, these two teams the last two years is that their defense has not been the best, like, shutting out teams. Like, obviously, they're playing very high-level offenses, but, I mean, it is what it is. Obviously, electric offenses, and they didn't even have Jalen Waddle this year, which we can talk about that. Why he even dressed, I don't know. I know you have are you're very opinionated as you were yelling at the TV.
1: Yeah, dude, like, like I understand. <laughs> I understand it's the national championship. I understand you want to go out there with your guys. And I and I do respect that. And I really do respect that. You know, with all these opt-outs going on, with all these, you know, people sitting out bowl games, you know, it, it is refreshing to see a guy, you know, go out Player. there and put, yeah. you know, his body on the line, you know. But, dude, it's like, you're coming off four weeks off a broken ankle. After you're 60 the- minutes of football away from being a millionaire. Sit your ass on the bench, let Devontae Smith and Mechie and all those other weapons take care of it. They're going to be fine. Just just, just watch, get your ring, and move on to the NFL and make your million dollars.
0: Yeah, a few comments after that. First off, after the first one limping off, like, dude, just sit down. <laughs> like, at that point, like, like, I get it if you, like, played and you just, like, stayed healthy and whatnot, like, stay in the game, sure. I, I respect the hell out of it because I think it's super refreshing, like you said, seeing a guy come out and actually play. But I definitely would have sat after that, and you know, after seeing him sit, he definitely should have sat, and that Mechie ticket definitely should have cashed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, they ran a play to him perfectly, right? I didn't tweet it out or anything, but they ran a perfect play to him too on that bubble screen. All you had to do is make one guy miss and he score, and it would have been like twenty-five to one, a free bet. But you know, you know, it is what it is, but. Especially after the first one and um I don't remember who said it but we were sitting at a table and you know somebody was saying like he's just running way too fast like like what he what he does to not be good for his ankle. I mean Correct. he runs so fast and cuts on a dime. Like, dude, just get healthy, go make a million dollars, but I do respect I gotta respect the uh the heart on him to, you know, go out there and play. So I don't really know about that, but um I guess the story here is, I mean, Ohio State, like, I'm sorry, but, like, I know Devontae Smith is good. I know he gets his separation. I know he's going to get his. But Ohio State looks like they didn't even know he was on the field in the first half. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, that was definitely what I was going to move into here next. I mean, the Devontae Smith first half was just absolutely incredible. I mean, you could have made – I actually didn't even see who won it, actually, who won the MVP. I don't recall. But – Cause at that point we were, you know, celebrating whatnot, if you will, uh, our Alabama tickets. But I mean, I think that first half that he had 200 plus yards, three touchdowns, I believe it was in the first half. And then he didn't even need to play. I mean, just, I mean, a a curtain call, if you will, uh, needed to be had. And, uh, I mean, just what a way to go out.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I actually was talking about this earlier this year of how even with, you know, all the success Alabama has had this year that, you know, all three of those guys didn't really have like a pure Heisman moment, I would say, because they were just so impeccable from quarter one to quarter four of every game this year, you know, except, you know, really that old Miss game early on in the year. And that wasn't even really the offense. It was more the defense. I mean, they were just magnificent every single drive. Every single drive for an entire season, they were basically unstoppable. I mean, that, it's never been seen before. And, um, we, again, we were talking about this when we were watching the game. It's like, how many plays do you think Alabama had go negative this year? Like, 10, maybe? Like, I, I mean, they, yeah, they just I, get 10 yards on every single play. It's just absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was – it's. It's just crazy to watch. I mean, they were just scoring at will the entire time. I mean, it didn't take them more than, like, two minutes the majority of the time. I mean, it was just flying down the field.
1: It, it, I mean, it was – it's surgical. Like, we talked about – I've talked about it a million times, but, I mean, it was literally surgical. I mean, it was just – it was an ass beating. They were they were better on – it. they were better in every category. So, there isn't really anything you, know, you can do it for Ohio State. Obviously, you had a great season. You finally got that clumped of monkey off your back. And, you know, you, you went and, you know, you kind of got your doors blown off. But – you know, that's. I think Alabama would have probably done that to just about everyone in the country this year. So.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree as well. Any last comments? I I've kind of gotten my rant out about the the playoff before. You can revert back to uh, previous episodes, if you will, since our little uh, hiatus for those. But I I won't say much too much more about it. Any any last comments, Lance?
1: I mean, yeah, you're definitely right. There needs to be there needs to be some sort of change. There needs to be more parity. It's just. Um, it just keeps things interesting. And, you know, this game was interesting for about, the first, like we said, after the fumble. Once the fumble happened and Ohio State scored, it was like, oh, this is this is interesting. And then, you know, just the answer was just like, boom, game. And then it was like they just scored like four drives. own. I was like, all right, so this game is uh, over. And first of all, or third of all, or whatever number we're on, is <laughs> – this is like the fourth national championship in a row that I felt like hasn't even been like a game. Correct. Like, you know, obviously Clemson last year was, yeah. I mean, LSU was up by 17 and a half Alabama the year before that was down 21 and a half. Like there just hasn't been, it just hasn't been like really any close games. So that's why I don't understand the argument of like, if you want to see blowouts, make it 18. It's like they're blowouts anyway. Like, In the the title game, in the title game, like not even,
0: not even just in the, in the semifinals, like in the title game, it's been like the last four years.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And then I don't get the, if you, if you don't want blowouts, if you want blowouts go to eight teams or whatever, or, but it's like, there's blowouts anyway. Like Alabama would have beat every team in the country this year by 40 points if they, I know it's hard to say if they wanted to, but I feel like if they actually, you know, came out and, you know, if, it, if if they needed to score on every drive to stay alive in the game, they were going to score on every drive.
0: Correct. Correct. I think my last little note here is as well with, with all this talk, Oh man, just kind of absolutely left me there for a second. Mm, go ahead. Go I ahead. Got,
1: I got something. Uh, so, you know how this, you know, this Alabama team, you know, maybe the best to ever do it, you know, obviously kind of rolled to a national championship this year. Uh well they have the number one overall recruiting class ever coming in. Ever. Ever. So Yeah, no, know, I, I mean
0: remembering what I was gonna say here earlier, I I think it's just like even like the second quarter, like so okay, it was a game at, at the end of the first quarter, right? And Alabama sure. gets going, they start scoring and whatnot. And uh I think We were talking about it right before half, and they were like, okay, they score here, they're up 14 before half, Ohio State might get the ball, cut it to seven, maybe, but so they go up 14, and then they somehow get the ball back, and then they get to go put up three more, or whatever it was, like, they they got to put up some more points before half, and then they get the ball after half, like, this game, it's over, it's over, and it was within a matter of 10 minutes or whatever in the second quarter. And all of a sudden the game was over and Alabama was going to score right when they came out of the second half. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. The game was over by, by halftime.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just so boring to watch. And I saw, I saw the numbers that it was by far the most, the least watched college national championship. And like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the exact statistic, but it was, it was less watched, which all sports have been less watched, but, I think there is something to that in college football is that, like, this this game had no buzz really around it. I, I kind of feel like it, I mean, like, this a natural championship, so it always has buzz, but, you know, it kind of, the consensus was definitely that, you know, Alabama was just kind of going to roll roll this team, and, you know, that's exactly what happened, and it, it's just not, you're right, it's just not, There's just something needs to change, and I don't know, what, I'm not smart enough to know exactly what that is, but... There needs to be either an expansion of the playoff or, you know, we got to get some parity, man. We got, we have to.
0: Okay. So here's my, here's my last comment on the the entire thing. And this is going to be a long episode. It is what it is as we're covering all this, but okay. When you talk about comparisons to like March madness, like those guys, like basketball is never going to lose that following. Like I feel like every year the national championship is going to have like the same amount of following, watching, viewing, whatever you want to call it year in and year out, and those games are going to be, like, good games. I mean, a majority of the time, relatively good games. Never feel like a blowout. Never feel like you don't crown, like, the the right champion, if you will. And I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily calling for, like, a revamp or whatever. I don't really necessarily know what to do from there, but, like, you got to spread it out, man. Like, the recruiting, like, all of it's got to, like, just even out, bro. Like, these same five, six teams, it's just annoying, man, and, like, getting the same, rec- you know, top, however, recruiting classes that last however many years, like, it's just tough to watch, man. And just, like, that's why it's just, I think, so refreshing for me year in and year out. I mean, especially recently watching college basketball. It's just, like, you know, how every team can, can go out and win on a given night. And I just don't feel like th- that at all in in the football world.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, even when – so, kind of going off that is, like – so yes, every team can go in every night and win night in and night out in football too. But it's just much more of a physical, you know, game. And we were talking, again, we were talking about this while watching the game. It's like Alabama's DBs are like the biggest DBs I've ever seen every single year. I mean, Sirtain is just a monster. He's just jacked. He's huge. And they're just big everywhere. And they're just bigger and they're better and they're more athletic. And I don't know. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know whether it's just a Nick Saban thing, or whether it's just you know kids want to come to Alabama, you know, because they're going to be competing for a national championship every year. And I don't know how to change. And I don't know how to change it. I really don't know how to, to nerf Nick Saban to the point where that there's parity again. But there needs somebody smarter than me, making more money than me, needs to figure that out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I wasn't necessarily, like, calling for, like, a whole revamp. Like, it's going to be hard for kids not to want to, like, go to Alabama, especially after, like, you know, all this money and revenue that they've been bringing in, especially the last few years. And, you know, all the success, like, you know, seeing those facilities, like, it's going to be hard for kids not to go there. I'm not necessarily asking that. But I'm asking for, like, you know, just for it to, like, somehow spread out, just be some some evenness, just some equality, like, just... Good, good title games again.
1: Even the title games haven't been good. That's the problem. It's like yeah, like we we, we, we haven't seen a good title blowout, game at
0: all. But, like it's just, it's just sad.
1: Yeah, it's definitely tough. And you know, I love college football, and that's and that's another good thing about college football is that, you know, um, I think it was KFC from Barstool that was saying, you know, if you don't bet on college football or you don't have like. Strong ties to an alma mater or to like a college, or you know, go to a go to a big college, is it stuff. And I mean, that's unfortunately just the cold hard truth is that if you don't if you don't bet and you don't have and you went to I don't know, you know, a small a smaller school, like why would you watch college football? I don't know. You would. I don't know. Like just, why would why would the you Alabama watched,
0: and Clemson? Why would you have watched that national championship game other than and Alabama minus minus nine, ten, however much it got up to, a 10-point favorite, like, unless you've got, like, a ticket, like, you're just, like, why would you watch that game?
1: Yeah, and especially, and and they're obviously not going to keep it on. I mean, I watched, we watched basically till, till the end, and, you know, that's, because that's, I care about college football. I mean, I love college football, but it's just, it's just very, it's just very, very frustrating to me to, to see, you know, just the lack of the lack of parity, and I feel like that's kind of the the common theme. Is that it's just the same just the same teams every year playing. It's Alabama versus Clemson, Alabama versus Ohio State, you know, Notre Dame mixed in every year, and they just get their doors blown off. Or you know, another SEC team that yeah, we don't I even need... LSU won last year, but
0: we don't even need to bring know. up the stat about Notre Dame. I don't even want to go there right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just it's really tough to see. And I don't know how to fix it. I really don't. It's just above my pay grade to know how to fix that. But but there is something that needs to be done. I mean, it's just it's clear now that something needs to be done.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. And with that being said, I am gonna kind of make well, I suppose we're reaching we're reaching a, a rather long episode here. I think we had some some college. I I at least have a lot of college basketball notes over the last four or five days or so. I think it would do it justice if we made it its own episode maybe and just wait till the end of the week even after triangle sharps possibly so if you're if you're down with that we could probably knock that out even shit saturday saturday afternoon something like that but a a lot to be uh discussed in the college basketball realm uh over the the last four or five days whatever it's been now and uh certainly look forward to getting into that you know conference play has been great couldn't ask for really anything better. I mean, Big Ten's been great. Big 12's been great. And SEC's even been great. A lot of good teams there and even, I mean, just everywhere. I mean, I guess I I love watching college basketball more than anything. So it's a great time for yeah, me I, and I know you, so.
1: I got a question. So do you think, do you think that, so I, I don't know if it's just me. It might be just me this year. But I feel like college basketball this year has been, you know, I don't, I don't want to say the best it's ever been because, you know, last year obviously was just, you know, an incredible year of, you know, upsets and parody. And I've used parody about 15 times in the podcast, but I think that's kind of the name of the game is, you know, I feel like it's it's almost better this year because it's just so refreshing to see, you know, these upsets because we didn't really have that in college football this year. And I think that kind of goes back and what we just talked about for, you know, 15 minutes. It's like, any team can go out and beat any team on any given night. And it's just, it's, it's a really a joy to watch. It really is just a joy to watch. This college basketball.
0: Yeah. And kids just trying their asses off. It's just, it's great. It's great. So no, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's kind of, uh, I think it'll be good to, uh, kind of wrap this one up here. We'll, uh, keep, keep, you know, pumping this out as we're, as we've been struggling, as we're not at school right now, which hope people can, uh, kind of understand. And, uh, kind of uh you know get through us get through it with us if you will but we'll get there we love getting out the college basketball content I think there's a lot to be discussed especially in the SEC as we've been you know talking about a lot of jumping around there and obviously I mean, a few blowouts in the big 10 Illinois losing uh Michigan blowing out with Wisconsin to name a few and we'll kind of save that for next time but with that being said like like we were discussing, we'll get sharps out tomorrow night into Saturday, and then we'll look to get some college basketball content out this weekend. So that's what, good with you, Lance. We'll kind of uh, ended at that.
1: Yeah, sounds good. I mean, it's been a been a great week of uh, football, and then obviously, you know, like you talked about college basketball. But I think, like you said, I mean, I think I deserve the whole podcast of college basketball because I love talking about college basketball. I can do it for days. So.
0: Yep couldn't agree more. So that being said, guys, keep sharing along, you know, whether it be on Twitter, um, even on, you know, Apple podcasts, Spotify, whatever you do, if you're here at this point, go leave a review. If you enjoy the, if you enjoy the show, listen along with us. We appreciate it. This has been a, you know, a fun ride love to, you know, keep, keep at it if you will. But at this point it's, it's been a good, it's been a a fun hobby and we look to, to keep going, keep improving if you will. And, uh, that being said, we'll see you guys next time for Sharps. Let's kick it. He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. It's has got it. Smith. Touchdown, 85 yards. The, spot, the kick is on the way. It's good. It's good. Iowa wins 14. 14-